0: music dedicated episode, we had no choice, not that we have multiple choices, this is the only intro that we have, but we had no choice but to give some dedication to the greatest theme song of all time,
1: and this great rendition of this greatest theme song of all time by uh, Sir Dan, of course. Thank you, thank you. That is Woke Up This Morning by Alabama Three.
0: Uh, yes it is and uh if you didn't catch on by that little uh i don't know what you want to call that preamble <laughs> interlude uh this episode we're going to dedicate all to uh to music uh throughout the show uh we're really dan and i we we kind of zeroed in on some songs that we both personally like and think really you know elevate some episodes but we're gonna have at least one more maybe multiple episodes yeah, and uh way too many songs <laughs> yeah way too many and in one of those uh, we're gonna tackle, you know, more about woke up this morning, but definitely just wanted to say, of course, we agree it is the greatest theme song of yes, all time. Yes, of course. And uh, everybody, you, the one thing I will say is the w- the the one thing that speaks to how great it is and how great people, uh, how much people feel about it, is uh, no matter how many times you watch it. It oh, seems like you can never th- skip it. You can never <laughs> skip it and it makes it, it makes it feel good every oh, time. Yeah. Does it it gets it does you it. in the mood. It gets you in the mood. It's yes. It it is perfect. Oh yeah. So we will pause or put a pin in the rest of that discussion for another episode because we have a whole bunch of songs and uh, we're going to try and go in order for you. Uh maybe
1: chronological order.
0: Yeah, maybe bouncing around just a little bit because as, you know, as as we we'll talk about the Sopranos actually bounce the songs around. A little bit so it's a little difficult to stay in perfect order yes. but uh we think you will enjoy this if you are a fan of the songs in the show because l- like many other people dan and i both believe uh the songs in many instances are you know perfectly chosen chosen for a reason yes. you know elevate the scenes elevate storylines and um really serve as, as a great kind of underscore as to what we're seeing yes sir so we will start off uh one of uh one of the ones that i kind of enjoy dan definitely enjoys also there's definitely a lot of overlapping but you can basically as we put together our list if i'm talking about it it was kind of pinpointed (laughs) by me and if dan talked about it guess who pinpointed it yeah so we're gonna go with uh we're gonna start right off from the shoot in the pilot uh, it's kind of more in the middle of the episode I'd say eh, maybe a little, yeah, I think to a little
1: early
2: to middle yeah um, yeah and that still is going to get the Gabagool.
0: right that is a uh, Rumble by uh, Link Ray and uh, the thing that is definitely most interesting about it which Dan was uh, I think he was the one who pointed out to me first but um, the song the title Rumble um, you know implies a fight implies fighting kind of war kind of you know yeah. a, a big fight it's like an old gang.
1: Gang term,
0: gang slang right. for
1: uh, for a, for a little uh, fight in the yard.
0: Uh, juvenile you know. delinquents getting into a rumble you know, out but there it'd be a dukes. all right so uh for a while or for a long time in the US the, the song was actually banned just because of the title because it's, it's and it's an instrumental song so yeah, uh, yeah. we kind of <laughs> talked about it. A, lot, a lot of trouble for a song that doesn't have any <laughs> lyrics is really amazing it's pretty crazy yeah um but it's interesting it's
1: instrumental going to cause fight Man, <laughs> it's <on> the radios. <laughs> yeah.
0: but it's definitely interesting for a couple of reasons one uh just when it's when it's used uh as they're sitting outside of what is not Satrials it is uh Centani's Centani's
2: Centani's yes yes uh the 100 years in Italian
0: the Walmart Satrials if you will even though it's actually a real location so it's really not a Walmart Satrials but nevertheless and uh they're having the conversation um about the the kind of war that's going on with the garbage routes Barone and uh uh Email right. Kolar. Kolar. yeah. Yeah. Kolar.
1: Yes, and Dick Brown's involved, right?
0: Right. Yeah. So we kind of have a, a, a war kind of coming on or a rumble, you might say. So it's kind of fitting in a rumble that, of sorts. <laughs> yeah, right. It's definitely fitting in that regard. And the thing that I, you know, just feel about the song is that even though it has, at least as the U.S. implied, this kind of fighting undertone, which I don't know if that's really what they were thinking as the song was being put together, but it it definitely has this kind of midday kind of slow kind you know a, as they as the guys are sitting around having their, uh, their their cups of coffee a cappuccino it might be
1: you know espresso right it's a midday mispronunciation it, it, so. lo-
0: <laughs> it looks like uh, it doesn't look like it's the dead of, uh, dead of uh, summer because the guys aren't dressed just uh, like that yeah. it's like a casual mid afternoon probably ni- nice weather and it just kind of fits the vibe gets fits oh, the, yeah. the mode or the 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 flow the mood And
1: yeah, I I feel like it's been using a lot of like pop culture and a lot of shows and maybe some movies. I know it was using Pulp Fiction in a prominent scene with them smoking in the... uh jackrabbit slims and i don't know if it's that but for some reason every time i hear that song i think about smoking i don't know Mm -hmm. it's just like i think about like a smoking scene and that is another just smoking just like kind of slow
0: but that's another like you know slow play the the vibe isn't quite so you know easy even though i wouldn't say it's necessarily easy in this scene either because they're kind of talking about you know what are they going to do to handle this? Yeah. And <laughs> I- in uh, Pulp Fiction, there's, there's a lot of underlying tension going on. But at the same time, it's a very slow play. So yeah. it definitely has right. a little bit of that feel. And uh, yeah, so right out of the shoot,
1: that's, that's one that I'm, I'm a fan of. Oh, yeah. Same here. Same here. Uh, next one up is uh, one I chose from the next episode from uh, 46 Long. From uh, the end of the episode, actually the first time Tony beats up Georgie with the telephone mm. when he's having a little trouble with the t- phone and uh the song playing is battle flag by pigeonhead they're a little uh duo out of uh i think seattle seattle based musicians uh c- consisting of uh steve fisk and sean smith uh a little nice duo they got there a little mm-hmm. nice kind of electronic kind of rappy little song going like kinda 90s alternative vibe to it as well but um yeah i don't know i i love the vibe for the song i don't um mm-hmm. i don't know about you but uh that one uh especially just tony beating georgie the first time i mean <laughs> i mean that that becomes a classic uh you know just anytime tony beats on georgie it's you know oh, that's, i that's mean you sure. know I, not good that he's beating on him i mean but, oh, but it, it's one of those laughable things. because it's you know it's tony's tony's punching bag you know right that, uh that's the uh, first time we hear of uh, uh, Sean Smith song too, because we get a couple mentions later on of Sean Smith in uh, some prominent mentions, because he Definitely. does some pretty big songs later on. But um, yeah, that one uh, is a personal favorite of mine. Mm-hmm. I like uh, I like listening to that like at night driving along, you know, it's a uh, mm-hmm. good vibing song.
0: Oh yeah, and uh, as as well we're going to explain, but it's some of the songs we feel you know really carry a, a scene or really help carrier scene and other yeah. songs
1: we just through like lyrics and, and right whatnot. yeah or some you know, historical
0: context some of them we just like the vibe of the song and we, and <laughs> we just feel like it fits and oh, i yeah. and, and exactly. i would think yeah. I, I can't say that i know for sure and i can't say i would know which is which but i would think that probably was some of the thinking when choosing the song that some some songs is because they really fit the moment and some songs is because i just like the sound and it feels like it's a mesh with what i'm seeing yeah
1: so totally yeah these first couple i think are fitting into that uh category there right for
0: For, to me this one which like almost doesn't really kind of fit um is one that i'm a big fan of and i enjoy listening to a lot that is what time is it from the jive five (laughs)
1: yeah tony's getting uh
0: yeah some action right in pack soprano uh season one episode six this is when tony's having the dream of what is half Irina, what we believe is Irina at first, and then it turns out to be Melfi going down on him. And, and uh, his cannoli. Yeah, he's, he's getting his cannoli worked on. <laughs> and one of the things that, like well, this is just a song that I really enjoy, and I kind like I said, it doesn't necessarily fit because it doesn't feel like, you know, like a sexual song or something like that,
1: but it's kind of interesting. With the, it, it does have kind of a... Uh it does have that slow kind of like ballady, somewhat. I, I could see it, maybe. maybe well, not, each maybe, their own. Maybe, you know. maybe not for the. I don't know. I mean, you know what? What turns you on is not for me to say. I mean, not
0: so, not, not saying it. You know. No, no, not if saying GI it. If the
2: Jai
1: Five do do it for you, then
0: oh, by all means. Oh.
2: <laughs> don't get filthy about <laughs> <it>. <laughs> But one of the
0: things that I find uh, slightly interesting, besides like I said, just enjoying the song, is uh, the. Uh, the time tick tock you know they have the 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 line tick tock listen to the clock and you know the song what time is it and while Melfi's involved and there is a connection the Tuesday three o'clock with the Melfi with exactly. the appointments the same, so yeah. that little I, I think is that little just a, a little dream kind of detail yeah. of like a song that has something to do right. with you know what time is it it's uh, time for Melfi right yeah. ex- exactly <laughs> so uh, and the fact that he's mouthing it I think is kind of interesting because even right. though it's a dream it's almost in a sense breaks the fourth wall I guess we don't really the the reason I can't say for sure is even though it's a dream we don't have any real insight as to whether it's a soundtrack or they're somehow playing it in the bedroom
1: I like Tony's hearing that and' his, yeah Tony's uh, Tony's dreaming that yeah right I guess he's just yeah. dreaming he's it
0: is it's just all that it is yeah, yeah. he
1: likes uh he likes oldies as well as classic rock so yeah yeah he's just dreaming it as well <laughs> yeah <And laughs> that's hey, a good point i never really thought yeah i was i was thinking about it as
0: i was
2: you know putting yeah, it together for, for this dreaming, list yeah, yeah I, I was like huh yeah that's, that's that is
0: point. so but i guess because it's a dream the all all bets are off we don't necessarily need to have any yeah. visualization of it being played somewhere very true so one more for moi that i am a big fan of for you (laughs) there (laughs) it is and that is you by the aquatones we see it in uh, legends uh, a legend of tennessee multisanti and we also see it that's uh, season one episode eight and then later on in season four everybody hurts and we also get an extra little bonus play in many saints of newark uh kind of hit on a little bit of all of them i think for the chrissy scene and i think we've talked about this in the in the dream episode i think it just the the lyrics don't necessarily fit so much because it has it's kind of like a sad breakup heartbroken song uh, it fits later on right it fits later on in the other two examples you know kind of lyrically much better oh yeah but it has kind of because christopher has kind of like a ghosty feel in that in that dream it's an eerie kind of feel yeah, yeah and definitely. uh you know just uh the lyricists of the aquatone unfortunately i didn't look up her name
1: like a student not because i didn't know there's i was gonna make uh, this. i point. remember i did look it up i think there's some uh, new yorkers if i'm not mistaken
0: uh, yeah well i could take a quick look Thought and I, uh. see if i could find it but <laughs> I, w- I didn't know i was necessarily going to be making this point but nevertheless her um her the, the tone that she's able to hit kind of gives like an aqua or rather a uh, a ghosty kind of feel it to does it a,
1: a legitimate aqua tone <laughs> <laughs> no it does have like a very I, I don't know what they throw on her vocal there i is believe like it's a, some a, sort of like a reverb sound to give it like this very like like she's singing it all, maybe like a hall or something right, kind an of echoey an ec- kind of feel yeah, to echoey it echoey kind of like uh, which is dreamy like you know i guess colette you know, delaney could, i believe Colette Delaney is her name. And right. a
0: tremendous, tremendous voice. Thank you
1: for that vocal performance.
0: Yes, thank you. Thank you indeed. I listen to the song all the time. I'm not even a heartbroken individual, and I just think it's a fantastic song. <laughs> so that's no, I hear that, the, yeah. That, that's that <laughs> for me. But but yeah, so it, it f- kind of fits for that moment in that way. And uh, then later on, it fits much better in uh, the, the dream that Tony kind of has about uh, about uh, yeah, Gloria yeah, uh, pose yeah b- after finding out about and her fitting her and, and that's also a dream
1: too yeah right another and right. another fitting very yeah pretty fitting right we
0: d- in the in the song you have a couple of lyrics <clears throat> i live just for you you know i am so sad why did you go mm-hmm. so definitely kind of hitting hitting the nose on the head mm-hmm. so to speak yeah, right the nose on the head yeah. that's Head out. on the nose, nose on the head. We're going to remove that one from the <laughs> Man, repertoire. Nail, on, nail, on, in the, nail, nail in the coffin? Head. Nail in the coffin for us. Nail on the head? Yeah, I don't know. Get back to us with that one. The hit the head on the nail. Yeah. Two on the nose. On the nose. On the nose. On the nose. Nothing about the head. No, I don't. Uh, no, nothing about a head <laughs> at all. No, no, no involvement of, of above the neck Jeez. except the nose. So... <laughs> so nevertheless anyway anywho so you definitely it's it's playing on exactly the the things that she kind of felt even though she obviously had a lot of other things going on tony's not the reason she committed suicide but she definitely felt heartbroken about that and then for many saints in newark exactly the same thing for um for, for Dickie Moltisanti yeah. after he kills uh, his guma mm-hmm. in a you know, fit of rage and, and then he's p- yeah. he's uh, in the back room and the, so- the song is playing and he's kind of crying his highs out and I d- I don't know if he's thinking a bit f- if he's feeling it about him feeling it about her feeling it about just the whole situation but I nevertheless think situa- yeah, yeah, I think whole just yeah, fits I think everything
1: just yeah, heartbreaking. Uh, on and yeah because it's the end of the road for him apparently. right but uh Oh, and he's closing off Tony's telling telling, to, you know, turn out the lights, you know, and he's kind of, mm-hmm. so it's just, yeah, it's uh, you know. And that was definitely, a, moment.
0: if not my favorite, one of my favorite callbacks. I think I may have mentioned that once or twice, but. It was a
1: good one, yeah. yeah. I enjoyed it as well. Next one up, we got um, another instrumental, another uh, oldie time uh, kind of instrumental by uh, Booker T and the MGs, also in The Legend of Tennessee Multisante. This is when Polly goes to visit Christopher and they have a great little conversation. Uh Polly's uh saying, uh, you know, uh, he's half of a wise guy and uh, you know <laughs> what's a one of the more memed moments. Yeah, a few there's a few iconic lines in there uh Christy with his his oh. arc I, uh you know, I got no arc, right? Where's my arc? Yeah, where's my arc? Right Pauly. uh what else? There's a couple of the lines I I believe in there as well, but um Yeah, it's a really great little talk between Paulie and Christopher. But the song playing is Summertime by Booker T and the MGs, a little instrumental. It's very, like, quiet sounding, just kind of very low, like, I don't know if it's a synth or organ, like a kind of uh, electric organ, uh, maybe um, Mm -hmm. uh, going on in the song. But um, it is a great song. Check it out if you're not familiar with that one. It does also like give a great vibe of because it's an instrumental no lyrics um summertime it does give like a great it, i i listen to my car sometimes and like you know summertime and it really does give that uh <laughs> does give you that uh, vibe uh, for sure but uh yeah that one's a fa- personal favorite of mine and i think it just fits for that it's, it's kind of got a somber tone to it as well so i think Definitely. for that conversation that paulie and Christopher are having about, you know, it's kind of deep about life. And Christopher's like, you know, thinking, you know, what the fuck am I doing now? You know, I whacked this guy and I just got nightmares. <laughs> yeah. Another great line there. Yeah. But uh chock full of great lines <laughs> over a great uh, little track there. Indeed. And uh, there's another Booker T song I'll mention later on because it precedes a song that you're going to mention. A very popular one. But the next one I'm going to mention, I know we said we weren't going to mention Woke Up This Morning, but this isn't exactly Woke Up This Morning. It's a mix of it called the Urban Takeover Mix. That plays... (coughs) Excuse me. That plays when um, Tony is making the decision in uh, Boca about the coach and what to do with him. And does he take action on it? You know, what's, uh, what's the deal here? But this urban takeover mix of woke up this morning is playing it's kind of like um uh, drum and bass uh electronic kind of a uh, song you know um mix of woke up this morning mm-hmm. i mean it, it hardly sounds like it. it's got very right. few v- very uh small samples of the song that like you'll be like oh okay that's woke up this morning but you could easily miss it if you not uh, know otherwise what was. yeah i mean you would not think it's that yeah the same song at all uh, nevertheless, um, it's one that I really like because it goes on for a good maybe minute or so. I, I forgot to check how long it actually plays in the scene, but it seems like it goes on for a long time because you just get James Gandolfini just kind of really... Go- uh, that's another one that I wonder as well is like with the... What time is it? Like um, if they maybe played this song during the scene while he was... Because right. cause he... It's also, I guess, mostly instrumental other than, like, the few little samples. as like, an oh, yeah, and, like, Mr. D-Wayne Love and, like, shit like that. But uh, other than that, um, it's, like, mostly instrumental. And it, I feel like uh, James is, like, moving, uh, like, Tony's uh, moving along to the uh, um, song. Like, he's, like, tapping the uh, billiard ball on the table and... Um, throw uh i don't know if he, he throws something uh, a glass or something but or maybe he throws the ball he, he does like a few things but they're in time with the song like in perfect time mm-hmm. I, I think with the song so it's one of those things i wonder if they played um you know along while, uh, while filming that would be uh, pretty cool but um yeah nevertheless it's one that i enjoy it's a great little remix of woke up this morning check out the whole thing uh it's like six minutes long and they only play like a minute or so in the scene anyway another uh, great song to lead up with that is uh cry by thornetta davis mm-hmm. and this plays in one of your favorite episodes in uh, isabella that's no, right that's uh when christopher is following tony um uh he's a little nervous about him you know he's kind of checking up on him and he thinks uh you know, not not everything's all right with Tony at the moment. So uh, he follows him where Tony's going to Melfi's office to his appointment. And Tony is also unknowingly being followed by uh, his uh, hitman there. And uh, Christopher kind of saves and blocks him. But you got the song by Thornetta Davis Cry playing. And um, I really love the lyrics for the song because I think this is one of these moments where... Um, yeah, the lyrics really kind mm-hmm. of uh, por- pertain to the plot that's going on. It's um, like an- an- another mother cries for another lost child. Uh, kind of um, sounding like Olivia, you know, crying for a lost child. But you get to the chorus of the song and the lyrics go like, I wonder if you cry at midnight. I wonder if you feel the same. Uh, oh, am I fucking up the lyrics? uh if you cry, man. If you feel the pain, cry. If you want to cry, if you will. I wanted you to feel this way, so it's like uh, Livia wanted Tony to like feel mm-hmm. feel this pain, want like want to to cry. And Tony's kind of feeling down and out of it, like uh, you know, and then he's feeling way more uh, well, a little uh, I guess a jolt of adrenaline after it happens, but uh, kind of like oh, my old mother wanted me whacked, you know, like kind of like uh, he's feeling that pain, I think. You know, but um, it's a great little uh, tune by Thornetta Davis. Um, she does have another song featured in the show, I just a little brief mention. It's a uh, funky drummer boy, in uh, to save us all from Satan's Satan's power. When Tony catches Jackie Jr. in the strip club, and it's a kind of it's a funky version of a uh, little drummer boy, mm-hmm. sort of the Christmas song. You know, bum bum, bum bum. A favorite of mine (laughs) And then yeah And Tony takes Jackie Into the bathroom And uh He gives him a He gives him a rump a bum -bum. (laughs) Yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) To follow up Uh With Cry Another great song From Mm -hmm. Isabella
0: Yeah, we have a little Isabella marathon going on here because we have a a third one coming up. A couple uh, great songs. Yeah. There are a few
1: episodes like that where they're they're just stacked with great songs. Yeah, definitely. And
0: And there are a few episodes like this where Tiny Tears by the uh, Tinder Sticks in in Isabella is used multiple times throughout the episode. And I find that really interesting. Just because i think artistically it's kind of a cool thing that you don't see to use too often and i think they pull it off a, a lot really well where either that bringing the song back can either tie the episode together in some ways or in another song that i'm going to reference a little bit later uh the same song can kind of evoke different motions which i think is really interesting it's great work by the artists and it's great work by uh, David Chase and whoever else is involved in, in picking the music and, and kind of seeing that together I think it's just like a great artistic vision and uh, you see or we first hear Tiny Tears starting to play when at the pretty much at the very beginning of the episode when Tiny uh, Tiny tiny tony when tiny I tony uh twinkles into the bathroom for the hit <laughs> the toilet <laughs> uh, when, <laughs> yeah when tony goes into the bathroom after seeing isabella and he takes his medication the music starts playing prozac well, and lithium kind of right right uh, the the heavy dose yeah. the heavy stuff good uh, shit and uh he's sitting in the he sits down in the shower and it has it starts to give you a kind of like jury kind of it would almost seem a little bit more fitting. That's, uh, that's called
1: the, a Dutch angle, that uh, that tilted camera, by the way.
0: It it would almost very nice. I didn't I know le- that
1: I learned that from Danny DeVito. Hello. Legitimate. I'm not even joking. How
0: about that? Yeah. I'll leave
1: I'll leave that story for another time.
0: Um, uh, how, 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 <laughs> how about that? <laughs> but never but nevertheless yeah it it gives you kind of like a trippy feeling a little bit a lot of it is the camera work but but uh the song definitely gives you that somewhat um and that's really where we see it for a while and it doesn't come back until towards the end of the episode when tony is about to go uh into town because he has to go to his appointment and first he kind of stumbles into his backyard looking for isabella he can't find her and uh, and then he gets into town and we have the whole thing with him with the orange juice at the stand and uh, then the song is playing up until it plays through the shot of the orange juice and then i believe it cuts when there's the second shot that hits the car and it cuts abruptly when they stop moving in slow motion right but um, again, those are t- two completely different moments. I mean, again, uh, might be kind of tying the song or the tying the episode together. I know we talk about Isabelle all the time, and we will have an Isabella e- either entire episode or a g- big chunk. Oh, yeah.
1: Because we've talked enough about it ourselves that it's just like yeah, we're yeah. like, you know, we got to do yeah, like a full 100%. Because there's just like some things that just, uh, yeah. But one of the things it's that we've com- talked it's about... It's a more complex episode than... Right. Than then it's a complex than it episode
0: gives. than on like to anybody paying attention and then if you're not paying like super 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 close attention it's even more complex than you think but nevertheless and it's probably way more complex than i think because i still haven't gotten <laughs> to the bottom of it i'm sure <laughs> yeah, there's, yeah I'm sure there's much more <laughs> but, more. but nevertheless one of and the things the that we threw so, around yeah. is maybe is this kind of signifying him getting being out of his kind of like depression like drug f- head days because he's the, pl- the song plays when he starts with the drugs and then he does talk about, you know, the shot kind of woke him up and gave him a jolt and, you know, so it's kind of interesting to look at it from that perspective. Again, the same song, two completely different moments. One, he's like kind of, you know, drifting off into La La Land. The next one, he he's being yeah. shot at you know, trying to get, you know, trying to be assassinated. Yeah. Uh, totally. Yeah. So well, I uh, guess
1: he's still, on, I mean, the shots take him out of La La Land. Right. I
0: guess, right. <laughs> I guess, right would, would be the idea behind that possible theory. But, on its own, just a great song. Yeah. Definitely uh, a good listen when you're just kind of, I don't know, if you like to drift off into space and in free time,
1: <laughs> <by all laughs> I like means. to drift off on a little Prozac and Lithium yeah, combo. Yeah, then, then um, put the on
0: Tears. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> the song for you. <laughs> and uh, the the last from Isabella at the very, very end of the episode, and, and it's one of the songs that to me uh, is a theme in The Sopranos, they were masterful at ending the show with a great song oh, that just makes, hit, yeah. th- that makes you like, as the credits are rolling or as the final few seconds that just make you say, Oh my God, this show is so good because they just hit on every th- like every little detail. And, uh, this is, this is one for me, maybe the first one I feel free, uh, mm-hmm. by cream. Mm-hmm. We hear it at the very end of the episode when Tony is outside in the yard, uh, calling melfi and he uh, he says to him or he says to her rather uh when i find out who took a shot at me i'm gonna feel even better because he, he says mm-hmm. we're gonna be done with the drugs done with the lithium and um the camera kind of pans away or we get a we get a cut to a, a far away camera and the song starts to play and it just really builds this kind of like intensity of like war, or like a comeback or like, oh, you know, kind of yeah. like, it's like a perfect, like, well, like he survived and now he's right. Uh, like yeah. it's a perfect, you just fucked up. You, you didn't finish the job. Like you, you had your, your throat <laughs> or you had your foot on my throat and you didn't, you didn't follow. Yeah. It's just, I find it to be so perfect in that moment. Yeah. And, um. Yeah,
1: not and much, not much else to it. Some of what Melty was maybe uh, explaining with Isabella, you know, mm-hmm. kind of, uh, you know, maybe opened up his mind to uh, some of what he's learning in therapy right. too as well. Right, right. Yep. So that
0: kind of wraps up season one for us. And uh, season two starts off right, guess what, right where season two starts off. <laughs> for, uh, for me, um, this is a com- big combination of the scene and the song I think the song kind of helps at times. I think the scene on itself does it perfectly. Um, uh, it was a very good year by Frank Sinatra. We see it playing in the, you know, not the intro, but you know, what is a- almost a second intro for the, the first episode of season two, and it's it's so perfect. And um, I believe on Talking Sopranos, even you know, uh, Michael Imperioli even said it's like I think he said. Uh, it was a grand you know kind of a grand re-entrance that they had after gaining so much popularity yeah and the, it feels like it right the, sure. the, the song combined with what you see the characters doing combined mm-hmm. with the kind of moving at like a slow motion kind of pace and you know seeing everybody back in their back in their habits back in their habitats being reintroduced and yeah it just really even when you're binging the show and you just go immediately from the end of one right to two it's like ah <laughs> and they just they did it yeah. so perfectly
1: um showing, showing every character yeah, and but just, yeah it's it's, really it's
0: just it's and to use Frank Sinatra, who's, you know, you know uh, what what is it, uh, the chairman of the board? Chairman of the board. Right. Yeah. And he, you know, oh, he, he had a lot of, yeah. Blue, right. Old blue eyes. Uh, yeah. Right. He had a hundred, lot. Hundred but, nicknames, but, yeah. but there are a lot of people who would say, you know, he was the top of the top. Chair so <laughs> if you kind of. <laughs> Does
1: Paulie call uh, Frank uh, Jr., he called the chair boy of the board? Yeah. Oh, chair boy of the board. Tremendous stuff. Something like that. Yeah. I think that's what he but uh ball buster it's
0: it's definitely it's definitely great and there are a couple and they might be more coincidental and maybe they they kind of line up that way because they figured why not but a couple little interesting you know lyrical plays with what we're seeing on the screen uh the line uh village green we hear that as soon as tony's pulling the money out of the bag that ray brought him into the back of the bing uh later uh perfumed hair is sung uh, when we see uh, first Sill in the mirror, looking both—he's looking at a suit, but you know, <laughs> Sill hair. Come on, and then it cuts <laughs> yeah. immediately to uh, AJ also in the mirror, combing his hair, right. having a kind of awkward preteen. <laughs> what am I doing here? And um, yeah. probably the bigger one to me, or the biggest of the three, was uh, "Blue Blooded Girls of Independence Mean of Independence Means." Mm-hmm uh as we see meadow driving with tony she's not doing a very good job of it in this moment <laughs> she actually runs over a cone but we're yeah. definitely we're seeing but like she's shown some independence uh, right exactly this is the beginning of her independence and we we definitely see that's a big theme of season two definitely a big uh big theme of it so uh yeah i for like i said that's that's one of those that you kind of have a little bit of both sometimes it's just the vibe sometimes it's the lyric this this is a little bit of both for
1: me but perfection in my opinion yes yes definitely and uh to lead on with that we got another uh actually got a couple uh from from the first episode of season two um we got smoke on the water by deep purple a uh ultimate classic rock song i mean this one's way up there in my opinion i mean i don't know what it ranks on like the top you know oh top 100 whatever but hey for me i think it ranks up there if you're a guitarist out there i know you'll agree with me it's like one of the first songs you learn on guitar or want to learn you know that's uh, Mm a pretty iconic riff but tony's rocking out to it driving through looking at the jersey uh you know kind of some decrepit uh jersey area i don't know it's like yeah. um, some rundown buildings doesn't doesn't look too hot <laughs> where, he's, <laughs> where he's driving at. but uh nevertheless uh anyway the lyric uh well what am i saying the lyric the song cuts out starts uh skipping uh old cds you know You guys remember... I don't know. People don't really Mm. deal with that nowadays. I I definitely remember it. I mean, I still listen to CD. I actually... My car's not that old, but it still has... It's probably one of the last, you know, newer cars to have a CD player in it. I mean, you know, it skips sometimes, but, uh, you know, nowadays everything's fucking Bluetooth. It's driving a 91 Corolla.
0: Don't let them lie to you No, I'm just
1: kidding. (laughs) 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 Oh, man. (laughs) But, uh, yeah. Anyway, CD start skipping... Uh, right at the lyric, um well i'll give you a little backstory to smoke on the water uh they wrote that song about um they were doing a little uh tour and they were playing with Frank Zappa and the mothers, and some guy shot a flare gun and it burned this like little- cu- uh club to the br- to the ground as the lyrics say but um yeah uh that's how the story goes but uh Frank Zappa and the mothers that's right where the skip happens frank zap 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 and tony starts smacking the shit out of that fucking cd the dashboard and uh crashes the car and then it continues on zappa and the mothers and i think a follower had if i could pull it up i mean it was a probably a couple years ago i think some follower had like mentioned that connection to us that maybe the mention of mothers prompted tony to pass out and i was like that's pretty good i mean i've known the song and lyrics for long and when i heard it and you know didn't really put that together on first listening i was like you know what that makes sense so mm-hmm. uh follower if you're listening thank you but uh <laughs> <laughs> you yeah it, it, it was a good call um for sure um i, th- I think that definitely
2: yeah, to it makes me, sense I, th- I
1: i think you know for, uh, for that moment too because tony's um out of his therapy with Melfi at the moment. Mm-hmm. And then the crash actually prompts him to call Melfi, say, if I ever got into an accident, you know, I should, you know, or not call he, uh, what does he, uh, get her in the diner. Right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. Um, and, uh, a little o- other brief mention smoke on the water does play much later on in the show. When, uh, Tony's in the hospital, Carmela plays smoke on the water for Tony on that little CD player. Cause he loves that song. Good thing it didn't skip. Yeah, <laughs> may, I mean, it might have woken him up. He would have fucking smacked <laughs> the smack CD player. <laughs> yeah, anyway. Yeah, there's
0: one more from the uh, the first episode of season right. two. And uh, that is songs. Time Is On My Side by Irma Thomas. Again, a similar thing as to what I said about uh, I Feel Free. To me, it's one of those things when when they're wrapping it up and they're wrapping up the episodes the final few seconds of the episode. We can maybe at would say 10, 15 seconds of it oh, yeah. as karma's warming is up the pasta. But he ends oh, up no, no he no, eats it cold, cold. Yeah, he's like, this it's great. This is great. is eats it he's like this. And uh, she sits down at the table going through the mail. They don't really say <laughs> anything. And uh, it's great. It just has such a, it, there's like a build to it. And there's definitely, you know obviously throughout the whole show we see a lot of tension between Carm and, and tony but season two it really it really takes a there, jump there's, from a, the season there's a, one.
1: a great warmness uh, at the end of that scene that you get early on and you do get some later on i guess with tony and Carm. but uh uh rare as uh, i guess as time goes on right to say the least.
0: <laughs> and uh the to me this is one of the ones where the lyrics are are really really key
1: You have uh, go
0: right ahead, baby, go ahead and light up the town and baby do everything your heart desires. Just remember, I'll still be around. I know. I know you told so many times. I know I told you so many times before, but you're going to come back. Yes, you're going to come back and knocking on my door. And then later I got that real, real love kind that you need. That is 100 percent Carmela to Tony, you know, Tony's escapades, his life outside of the house you know his unfaithfulness but he knows it Karm knows it they both everybody knows it you know that's that's the home base yeah and uh like like you said it's 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 kind of a warm moment it kind of kind of gives a little bit of a a hint as you know some things to come but there's definitely love in that moment with the sharing of the food Um uh, but those lyrics that's definitely they don't have to say much yeah. because the lyrics lyrics, lyrics Santa tell for the story right. for sure. Yeah. Right, which we start to get times, them they yeah. get into it a little bit later i think more as the credits play as opposed to the scene but nevertheless right. um gotta gotta listen to the credits it's like a marvel yeah marvel that's, movie yeah, that's what i was
1: gonna say before yes yeah, <laughs> you know what some of these uh end songs they just you know what you don't skip to the next episode it's just like man i could just sit here and listen to these credits because it's a great song yeah so, exactly happens and a lot with of these them. episodes for sure
0: the next one, and this is one where we have to hop around a little bit because the first sample, or more not a sample, the first hit of it that we get of, that is uh, Coringrato, mm-hmm. we get it uh, in commendatory. Yes. And uh, what is that is, uh, Benyamo
1: Yili? Uh, Beniamino Yiki.
0: It's tough. We're. It's, I gave it a shot. Yeah, we we apologize, but nevertheless,
1: I'm working on my Italian. Yeah, so I, I don't know.
0: it's uh, it's a tough one, but we finnably. Yeah, uh, but in Commendatore, we hear quickly, and it's just an instrumental, but it it it, it's, it fits the scene nicely as Tony is being driven to uh Annalise's, uh compound, village, home, house, you know, whatever exactly you want to refer to it. Um, definitely a compound. Yeah, it's got yeah. like a gate. Yeah, definitely a, a compound game. feel to it. <laughs> um. Again just just the instrumental plays for not too long but you know ha- has a nice slow of course Italian you know a little bit of an elegant feel to it. We get a nice glimpse of a uh, m- very elderly woman very elderly woman who
1: you know Dan mentioned earlier <laughs> looks like Livia has has Livia hair yeah and uh, her little uh, uh, little gown I guess that she's wearing is like kind of florally kind of the old Italian. Uh, looking uh style to it yeah and and i said <laughs> it was a cross between her and uh what, what what's
0: what's You're his name
1: you? Yeah, kill <laughs> uh,
0: uh, uh, the uh the man who who was in kill bill what what's what's his name i <laughs> uh, david Carradine? yeah yes Carradine? They, yes uh, i yeah. i think it's a cross yeah. between uh livia and him um so that's about that on that but you know just go back and check that one out if you wanna maybe uh cross reference my work see if you agree with the combination <laughs> there but, We're going to um,
1: have to like get a clip. Yeah, I might that. have to
0: put a poll up was or that, something. Yeah. And you look out for that in the coming days. That one kind
1: of killed me cuz it, it was it was uh, rather spot on. Yeah. <laughs> I, I
0: well, Dan spot Dan talked about the Olivia thing first. I was like, "Oh yeah, let's go check this out." And I was like, "You know what? I, there's like a there's a mix going <laughs> on. What the hell?" Backing up yeah. off mic right now. <laughs> so yeah maybe maybe we'll post something like that soon but <laughs> the definitely the more pressing episode or the p- more pressing uh time that we get Corin grotto is episode or season three at the very end of the season three the finale um and that uh that is showtime uh, r- r- right and um jackie's
1: so of uh, wake funeral right wake and
0: it it kind of just helps it's the the um the lyrics again aren't so perfect uh you know according to gab it corner means the uh, the ungrateful heart mm-hmm. and i think there's, there's a lot of hypocrisy in this scene because you know ever the those are the people who were there who are responsible for killing jackie you know there's a lot of there's a lot of murderers and criminals who are crying at you know the the uh, Italian singing and I wouldn't necessarily say that in itself is, is is uh hypocritical but it's an interesting juxtaposition and there's just a lot of you know Meadow being there kind of knowing what's going on but can't really Oops, talk I about did it. it again yeah and, and <laughs> another then, song mentioned there you go right, oh, right there you
1: go <laughs> it's Brittany bitch
0: it just it just, <laughs> just kind of creates helps create of uh, the whole added hypocrisy uh, of the moment and uh you know junior kind of in this heroic moment and like he says he's got to beat the can coming up <laughs> and uh <laughs> yeah
1: it's beat cancer now i'm can gonna beat the can <laughs> yeah so it's an
0: interesting one but uh it's a great song and dominic Chinesi, oh, he performs it He's fantastic
1: does fantastic
0: yeah he tr- truly really is very good and uh there's a recorded version of it that is also very good maybe a few versions
1: he did like i I found one that was like an aol sessions yeah (laughs) 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 that's my favorite just just because
0: he just because he shouts out aol at the beginning that's my favorite (laughs) version it's the
1: best uh oh man aim remember your old new username oh yeah of course wanna bet she (laughs) wanna bet (laughs) uh yeah so um moving on
0: going back now to season two this is uh, this is one uh, that I was talking about before, an example of how they use the song multiple times and they evoke different emotions. And this, I think, m- in my opinion, is like the best artistic vision y- use of a song. And that's uh, My Lover's Prayer from uh, Otis Redding. And that is uh, in Season 2, Episode 9, From Where to Eternity. And it's used uh, a lot throughout the episode. And... Um, we see right, or we hear it right out of the beginning when Aid is laying next to Chrissy in the hospital bed. And it's definitely a, a sad, somber feeling, but it's not an hysterical feeling either. She gives good news, but kind of bad news. She's worried that they have to remove the spleen, but he's at least off the breathing tube. She's scared, but, you know, at the moment he's stable. So it's kind of, you know. It's, you know, definitely there's nothing exciting or happy about it, but it's not uh, a hysterical moment, which we then see only a few minutes later, around the seven, eight minute mark, we uh, we we see we hear it again, again when uh, Adrian is in the hospital, but this is a completely different situation. She is entirely hysterical because this is when Chrissy's having what looks like a setback in the middle of the night, and uh, this is actually... When uh, they he was his heart was actually you know not beating right. for a little while, and uh, Paulie and uh, Puss have to pull Adriana away because she's so hysterical she just
1: thinks the, he's that die. little little brief like second of like Paulie and you know, uh, Puss pulling her away like uh, it's a great like I don't know why I just love that moment like the like the looks on their f- Paulie's face he just has like such a great look on his face right it's the, just, like, really, the seriousness like, really of the just like have like a you know really worried for right at the moment it's a completely authentic and yeah you for, know for guys like them yeah, yeah. <laughs> right right
0: right, right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah you, both instances are, are you know sad uses of the song but completely different she is not hysterical at all that you know he is in a he is not stable at the moment he was stable earlier in the episode when we first heard it so you know w- w- earlier in the song it's it's kind of you know the the title kind of fits my lover's prayer. This is almost like a plea. She's having like oh, like almost a hysterical plea, mm-hmm. as um <clears throat> as she's waiting to kind of see what happens with that one. And it plays you know all the way through to Tony getting the call. He Tony and Carm they rush in the middle of the night. So that's right. more they're not necessarily hysterical, but you're rushing to the hospital in the okay. middle of the night. That's kind of a frantic, chaotic. Again, that's that's not him being stable. And you know, sill and gab, kind of casually approaching type of thing. Mm -hmm. So definitely a little bit of a different vibe. But the completely way out of left field, where you don't see it coming at all, but it is fantastic. It really is fantastic. And that is at the very end of the episode. Tony and Carmella, after Tony comes back from uh, killing Matt Bevilacqua and going to the London, or going to the (laughs) dinner with uh, Puss, which karm knows before he left what he was going to do yeah so she comes yeah. he comes here back and she's already kind of kind of in a mood a little bit she's rubbing him yeah yada 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 kind of kissing on him a little bit nothing nothing too crazy but they then start talking about the vasectomy he he agrees he says he'll have it she kind of then backpedals you know she doesn't want it she, all she wants is for him to be true Him to be faithful and it's kind of an interesting moment she's like You know, don't say anything like, you know, just prove it to me. He's like, how? How can I prove it to you? And then they have sex, which is like, that's like that. That couldn't be like more of like the male mindset. Like, how can I prove it to you? I'm going to fuck you. Right here, right. <laughs> I'm gonna make you Proving scream. Calm. I'm gonna make you scream. I mean, it's, it's just the line is a little bit ridiculous, but it's a very proven with the moves. Yeah, it's a it's a very like well played out scene, very passionate. But the song it hits just like immediately as they kind of start to have this um almost almost soft ish type of type of scene and but the passion of it with the song and it, it builds and it's the same song and it's completely it's just it's three completely different motion uh, emotions and like I said the artistic view to be able to see that for whoever did see that yeah I just think that was you know <laughs> it, g-
1: it gives back like going back to like the what time is it I feel like it gives that similar kind of sl- uh, that slow ballady type of uh, vibe where it, could be used in kind of uh those se- hospital sequences right. and then can also be used with them banging. oh yeah right <laughs> apparently a marvin gay type of <laughs> yeah vibe yeah mi- definitely
0: mixed yeah. with uh for sure you know yeah. I, I don't really know who, who who sings sad music often but somebody, somebody. Y- we, you get the point. somebody does yeah somebody <laughs> does but um, yeah
1: that's that's definitely a great one yeah that one's a good one for sure um next one up for rum uh i got the episode number i'm blanking on the title season 2 episode 11 um, it's not the white knight in satin armor it's the one before that it drumroll please uh, house arrest oh there it is house arrest uh when Tony is confronting Richie Aprile at the garbage man's ball. Is that what it's called? (laughs) Garbage (laughs) man's ball. Which is just perfect. Right? That's Yeah. yeah, yeah. At the golf course. Tony's got his little golf print polo, which I fucking love that one. And, um, yeah, confronting Richie about the Coke. What? It's just a little Coke tone. I don't care if you fucking work with Walmart. You know, you cut that shit out. And then he tells him off. And then all of a sudden he's sitting there. He's having his drink his little scotch on the rocks probably shoved in his mouth with some gobble ghoul yo and then uh, all of a sudden more than a feeling by Boston Mm. comes on starts to kind of like gradually kind of get louder and then all of a sudden Tony's hearing some conversations from around the room and he's feeling a little wobbly get that uh, little back and forth uh, wooziness going on next thing you know Tony's on the floor (laughs) And he's having his full-on panic attack, and he's out like a light. See you, but uh, more than a feeling, he had a little more than a feeling there. It's more than a feeling, and I feel that old song play. Um, The fizz in his brain, the the, uh, yeah, ginger ale on the skull. But um, yeah, I I mean, I don't know how deep into lyrics you could really go and pull, extrapolate that uh, relates to this scene. Other than that, that, you know, he, he gets a, a little more than a feeling there and uh, pass the fuck out. But uh, it is a great song nonetheless. Boston fucking rocks. Um, yes, they do. And, uh, yeah, I think it also just showcases more of Tony's maybe love of cl- classic rock, even though it's not necessarily maybe playing in that scene or in Tony's head. It's just music playing for the show. But, uh, yeah, I think also, you know. Like I said, just meant to showcase Tony's love for that music, and another great classic rock hit we have in Funhouse that plays by the great Tom Petty, which is Free Fallen, which uh, we got uh, got a little slap on the wrist uh, on yeah, Twitter for, uh, for uh, posting that. Uh, you know, you get the uh, what is it, the fucking oh, DM, DMCA yeah. violation? Yeah, because yeah. I post a little clip of Funhouse. I mean, God sorry <laughs> but uh <laughs> sorry tom petty estate gosh yeah but, uh, and anyway,
0: they yeah, they yeah. tap you on the wrists and they they tell you in a very over overly worded way that they remove the post yeah <laughs> it's <laughs> like okay just tell me you
1: removed the post jesus Christ. Yeah. but uh either way yeah love but the, the pull but that he has it,
0: to, to still have Just, the copyright yeah. on the song because Guy people post Sopranos in the, uh, you know. left and right. We don't even post that many videos, but people post Sopranos left and right. So
1: I highly doubt because yeah. you had the the copyright owner has to be the one to file the complaint. The cra- I mean, Free Fallen's still playing, pretty decent uh, circular uh, uh, on the uh, radio circuit. I, yeah, I so he say, he, you know, he must uh, still have the copyright of the song,
0: even though it's used in in a TV show. Which usually that's the deal. You usually give it up. It's the shows then kind of property in that space. Yeah. But I guess since
1: we don't have that uh, uh right we per- don't, per- per- se- per- we, don't conne- we
0: don't got those enron connect. we don't got those Apple eyes. I- we don't got those iTunes connections.
1: <laughs> there you go. Yeah. But um anywho to uh go with the song, Free Fallen is playing um when uh Tony is uh they're taking Puss to his ultimate demise on the boat, on the Cubans boat. But uh they're on the way. And Tony's having a little daydream at the moment. And Meadow's saying, Oh, she got into uh she got into um Oh my god, she manages like so many colleges, I forget which yep. one she fucking got in. But, uh but, Columbia? Right, yeah. Columbia, right? She's or NYU. Yeah. Oh my god, that's what I'm saying. She says so many colleges, I can't keep track with that one. Not on this one.
0: I'm thinking of the I'm thinking <laughs> of the scene where she sits but with that, Olivia ha- and she goes through all of them.
1: That's why I'm like, yeah, yeah. She she says like boat in like ten times, and they they say that. And uh, God, blank now. Point of the scene is that uh, Tony snaps out of it because he says, oh, he tells the fan, oh, I'm, uh, I got good news. I'm buying a boat. I bought a boat, and then at that moment, snaps out, and it's free falling, playing in the car, and uh, yeah. Uh, still having a little swig with a uh, puss, you know, little uh, one for the road. Looks like road. Uh, this looks like road, right? It's uh, Fran Felstein saying, right? <laughs> "This looks like road." <laughs> looks like the road to me, honey. <laughs> uh, the next one, I love this one. It's another Sean Smith joint um, called "Shake It Like You Just Made Bail," Um it's kind of got like. Um, his, his, like, voice is definitely, like, not auto-tuned. It's, like, almost, like, uh, pitched up, like, a little bit. Like, it's a little, like, chipmunky kind of, like, uh, sound, you know, to it. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's, like, to, like, this electronic kind of maybe, like, alternative. Similar to, like, the, very similar to the Battle Flag Pigeon Head song, which he's, you know, the singer on. Um, but uh, great uh, song. I, I just personally love it. God, I didn't even mention when it's fucking playing. What am I doing? What am I fucking doing out of here? It's. Oh, it's playing a great fucking scene, mind you. It's playing when uh, Chris, Furio, and Adriana are getting high before Olivia's wake funeral. Another uh, big meme. Get together thing. But, <laughs> yeah, they're sorting. the are rip- ripping way. bongs. And a <laughs> uh, great little scene. And that is to Sean Smith, Shake It Like You Just Made Bail. I. Honestly, I don't know. I mean, I can't pertain that sort of the lyrics to anything going on with those characters. But um, since it's Olivia dying and she was going to possibly be a big thorn in Tony's side with the whole airplane ticket uh, problem and possibly testifying against Tony, shake it like he just made bail. I mean, Tony's kind of you know shaking it like he just made bail. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's not shaking it, but he's, uh, you know, yeah. uh, what are you going to do? I don't know. So... Yeah, but um, that's one I really enjoy, mm-hmm. and it's a great little scene. And uh, that's all I got for you on that one. Well, yeah, continuing
0: with season three, uh, episode six. Uh, I forget. I did not ink. Uh, uh University. <laughs> yes, I did include the title. How could I forget? University. My own, huh uh living on a thin line by the Kinks. I think. I mean, it's a really good song to listen to. Also, it's definitely got like a nice 80 vibe to it. And I think that's a little bit of part, part of it because it plays in the bing. So it has a strip club kind of e feel to it, number one. But I think there's a little bit of an underlying message because throughout the episode, we see kind of, you know, Tracy and Meadow kind of juxtapose to, from one another. And it's kind of the difference of you know the upbringing that meadow had and the support or at le, you know at least financial support or whatever that she has from tony versus tracy really having nothing coming up where she ha- had uh, she was abused growing up and sh- uh, then she's now abusing her child or she was abusing her child And you yeah. know obviously <laughs> she's involved with with uh, you know with the wrong people right. and doing you know s- uh, working at a strip club there's nothing wrong with that but She's definitely in with the wrong people. She's yeah. made like questionable choices with raising her children. So uh, it's definitely a theme that we kind of see juxtaposed. And it's kind of interesting, you know, living on a thin line. It's kind of a thin line. The only thing that's kind of separating that possibility for Meadow is the fact that she has parents who are basically not going to allow it to happen. Yeah. And she has the financial support. So that even if she made some bad decisions and got into trouble, she could get out of it. And uh, so the first time we hear it at this is at the very beginning when at the club, they when they're, when Tracy's bringing Tony the bread and they have the whole conversation, <laughs> you can't do this. Bread. And uh, yeah, <laughs> you hear it the entire time in the scene while they're in the bing. And then um, it plays about like halfway through the episode while Tracy's doing a routine on stage. But this scene is kind of sandwiched in between two scenes of meadow first when she's out to dinner with noah and her father and then when they're online and noah's telling her that she's gonna or he's gonna try and pursue the uh, restraining order on caitlin because he got the <laughs> c plus and his dad totally freaked
1: dad totally freaked yeah, that
0: totally freaked. C. Um, i don't but God. but yeah so yeah. again it's this there's, there's a very thin line between the two and then it plays again at the final or towards the final moments of the episode after right. Meadow storms out of the kitchen and is pissed off because there's no food in the house and because she you know she's got uh cheated on with uh jackie jr and uh you know she's she's all pissed off about t- kind of typical teenage at early adolescent stuff and then it cuts to the bing and the girls are talking about what happened to tracy and they're running their mouth and somebody says you know and they're not running their mouth; they're telling the truth. But they're talking about, it and somebody says, "You know, if you know, you, you're better off keeping that to yourself." And then it cuts to Georgie talking to another girl about the VIP room and just a complete sleazy, like dirty slime ball. And yeah, it oh, was a fifty dollars. Yeah, and a blowjob. The meal, a blowjob later on. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah fifty dollars to him and a blowjob later <laughs> on in for the VIP room. Uh, what a um, negotiation! Yeah, yeah, not really. But yeah, so not you know not a whole lot separating in reality in terms of how they act yeah there's a lot separating them but what's separating Meadow from falling into some type of similar way potentially is really not a lot it's just like we said the presence of it's a lot and a little because it's a lot to have the presence of the support of the parents the financial support especially but just in terms of you know it's kind of one or two people who are really responsible for you know not saying that she would end up like a stripper or not saying (laughs) she would end up having a child and (laughs) abusing her and having sleeping with the mob or any of those things but Uh she would probably end up making decisions that were not going to be good for her it's
2: possible
1: for sure um yeah i don't know if you had any
0: more no that's yeah that's that's what i got on that one living on the thin line
1: oh and then uh i thought um and ending out the episode because it ends ends the episode right right the, yeah like the I, em- empty stage right em- yeah empty stage and no, no Tracy unfortunately yeah but um, uh, another song that uh, I want to say it was kind of sandwiched in there as well actually before we lose Tracy uh, when Silla's looking for her um, he's talking to Georgie in the Bing and in the background Bachman Turner Overdrive's taking care of business that is a bto tcob for short <laughs> <laughs> oh um yeah taking care of business because Sil's going to take care of business looking for a tracy because she's been out uh, for a few days now i think and mm. uh he's going to look for her at ralphie's and give us some of the business so out three crackers <laughs> yeah <laughs> but uh i it, it's a great great song uh so it's just taking care of it's just it's one of those really straightforward ones it's like just yeah it just really says what's going on uh taking care of business and uh and working overtime uh but there's another Bachman Turner Overdrive song that plays later on before another song you're gonna mention but uh we'll move on from there Alrighty,
0: yeah to season number four this is a it's a kind of a fan favorite uh i don't know about the, the songs one and the scenes favorite, yeah. yeah it's definitely For one of sure. dan's favorites uh i'm a big fan uh it's a good listen on its own but as part of the scene it's really great that is uh, world destruction time zone john lyden featuring
1: john lyden and africa, africa bombata um, oh yeah that's a fun one to say mm-hmm
0: uh in uh all debts it's like a couple of versions public. of it uh, so no, it's I like don't. a
1: little confusing. yeah, yeah. We're
0: all depths public and private yes and uh we see it the song the episode starts carm and and uh aj talking carm behind the newspaper and uh then we start Re- hearing uh, it
1: reading a real article that's a real new york times article by the way i had posted it like a while ago nobody gave a shit <laughs> damn <it>. <laughs> 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 we gave a fuck. <laughs> fucking internet oh, fuck anywho
0: internet. Uh, so we start to hear it as we see Tony for the first time in the season as he's walking down the driveway and um, I think it has kind of a little bit you know uh, a uh, some, some lyrical kind of plays you know speak about destruction your life ain't nothing your human race is becoming a disgrace and this is this is kind of the beginning of the Sopranos take on post 9/11 in America and I mean there's a lot of commentary on America and patriotism I, I think and those consumerism lyrics, Yeah
1: those lyrics could like fit in the 80s in the 90s 2000s mm-hmm. to now it's just mm-hmm. fitting lyrics for all time There's
0: there's specific moments in times where it feels really specific and this is definitely one of them because not only was everybody so shaken up about what happened, but then the fallout, not just the war, but some of the things that went on here, some of like the protocols that went into place, some of some of the opinions that were being floated around, it was just, you know, it was a what the fuck is happening to this neighborhood, as Patsy yeah. said. Uh yeah. type type of moment for a lot of people and uh you know in season four like i said you see throughout not a ton but there is a lot of that what's going on with the government and overseas and you know so they they yeah. dance they around it, it. Yeah. i wouldn't yeah. say dance around it but they don't touch on it that often yeah S- and uh but this is a big you know the fbi has been present from the show but the fbi really gets present because now this is where they really start with adriana and, uh, or not really start, but r- things really get intense with Adriana because uh, I guess it's when they start. They end of season the sec- three.
1: Second episode, uh, season four, episode two, I think is when they pull her in. Yeah. Right, right.
0: Um, season three is when she has, uh, Danielle as, uh, as the undercover. And then at season four, they eventually kind of move on to season
1: four, or two is when they pull her in and say, right. yeah, this, yeah, right. they show she, Danielle. she like, gets yeah.
0: the other forget the other agent's name at the moment the other female agent's name san severino yes there we go right so but yeah so we start we get that um also a little bit i'm not exactly sure but because it does play at the end of the episode when christopher is waiting uh in the kitchen of his mother's house his old home uh, and uh, they have that conversation about that, and Chris is well, kind of nutter, nutter butter. Right. He's looking for that. He puts the $20 on, on the, uh,
1: fluff or nutter. That's uh, what it is. Uh, yeah. Th- peanut, peanut butter and, uh, fluff. There it is. Marshmallow so she fluff. can
0: make French toast, but he doesn't want French toast. <laughs> um, the $20 that he took from, uh, Barry Haydu, Mhm. uh, he now puts on the refrigerator of the home and that's when the song starts playing again. So, Tony and Tony causes some uh destruction in Christopher's life. Christopher destructs another life, a whole family's (laughs) life. There's destruction going on there, so you know, a little bit of that. I think that's maybe you know, a little bit more less so than the 9 11 stuff and
1: all you know, just the worldly stuff. The the destruction is within their own, They're, they're causing yeah, destruction within their own world, definitely for sure. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. Great song. Love it. Another one. This one is, (laughs) I love this one because it's like, it's a straightforward one, but it's kind of like a little on the nose joke. On the nose. Yeah, we got it right there. There it is. is. Okay. Oh. Uh, Tush by ZZ Top playing in the bang. That's like a fucking, I mean, like that's got to be like the strip club song. Mm. I don't know. That's like got to be like on the yeah, unlike the the top you know, one hundred like, high up there. Like every strip club, there's got to be like five tracks. Like you must play this, yeah. this. This I don't know. <laughs> I'm going off on a tangent here, but <laughs> they're talking about the Ginny Sack joke. They're talk- talking about Ginny Sack's tush, the 95 pound mole, taken off her ass, and they're talking about that while tush by zz top is playing in the background can't get any more can't really give you any more <laughs> than that book though. that one's like yeah that one's pretty straightforward and just uh kick-ass song zz top rules yes another one can't great there. great classic rock another great bing song because uh yeah what did we uh mention uh some kinks living on a thin line mm-hmm. bachman turner and ZZ Top, yeah, you got it, yeah, you know, yeah, a they lot of great fucking songs. I, I saw, I think somebody had mentioned that on a post we did a while back. Randomly, they said like the songs and the Bing sucked. I was like,
0: yeah, what? Fuck you. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe you don't like them, but they fit them for like, the mo- they fit for the vibe. I yeah, I don't yeah, know. I All think right, most uh,
1: yeah. of the ones they picked are pretty fucking. Yeah, good, one that definitely
0: is a great one. Nobody can complain about this one. That is Oh Girl, oh of course, girl. The Shy Lights. Yeah, yeah. uh, watching too much television. Shy Lights. Yeah. Season 4, episode 7. Again, a song that we hear multiple times. Um, this one, the artistic vision is a little bit more obvious, but still very well done. We hear it in the locker room after the guys get yeah, out of the they're, sauna they're with the, Selman uh, and
1: Maurice. A couple of songs I meant to mention that played before, the Booker T and the MGs. Green Onions instrumentals playing while Tony and Zellman are having that conversation and Zellman tells him I'm seeing Irina and then abruptly it goes into yeah. the Oh, girl by the child right yeah <laughs> pretty pretty abruptly tony and Maurice have that conversation
0: about uh where they were signed where the where the band was was first signed what label they were first signed
1: to and uh and now that it's kind Tommy, of it Tommy kind james of james and the shandells
0: it, it kind of awkwardly interrupts the conversation zellman's having with tony where tony oh, telling breaks him, the attention uh, yeah tony's there. telling him mm-hmm. that he doesn't really care about irena and zelman being together which i for i mean i buy it in that moment to be honest with you uh, I, I thought he meant it that doesn't mean by any stretch if you're familiar with tony before you see the end of the episode that you would think that that might not change but i think he did mean it in that moment he's just a toxic dude like he's just this is why he's toxic things yeah. like this are why he's toxic
1: well i think also music is a pretty strong right, thing right. and could set people off and, right uh, because later he's in the car Actually, uh, he's got a little song playing for a few seconds before another Bachman Turner, "You Ain't Seen Nothing Yet," Mm -hmm. another classic, which is great because uh, somebody's uh, you know somebody's somebody's about to to not see see, is about to see something they ain't seen yet. Yeah,
0: yep, yeah. (laughs) No, you got that out. Yeah, (laughs) and uh, he he's listening to one hundred (laughs) one point one CBS FM. Little CBS FM. There it is. Little fun note. I did work for that station for a period of time some years ago very cool yes but I did I did indeed it was quite a time to be alive (laughs) but nevertheless he's driving in the car the song comes on and it kind of starts to slowly hit him the tears start to build a little bit and he's like ah fuck come on no you know he starts singing and he, just, he can't help it he ends up at Irina's house and you know I think everybody knows what happens there he goes oh, yeah. upstairs he kind of barges his way in Irina puts up no fight it's interesting offer it's me a, a drink it's, it's like she, she knows exactly what's gonna happen and she doesn't want it to happen but I think she—like she, she doesn't want to tell Tony no either because she just lets him right in I mean, she doesn't welcome him, but she doesn't do anything. Yeah, he he doesn't kinda, say anything to stop him. He kind of
2: just yeah.
1: yeah or just he does no, he doesn't. He say, aren't you going to off me a drink?" Right, uh, and he uh, just uh, goes and right up, just, and just she's, kinda, she's just, just
0: like Tony. Yeah, she like doesn't even yeah. say no. Stop, like, you no, know, whatever the case is. There's no fight. Yeah, she well, yeah. I mean, what is she gonna do? But,
2: yeah,
1: but think, she even uh,
0: doesn't even put up any fight. She does. Thony. She's not gonna be able to actually stop him. But
1: well, once he starts and yeah, right, that's a
0: whole other story. Once he finally goes upstairs and starts the beat down on old Zelzel and uh yeah that's i gotta say um first time watching it not you know unrelated to the song wasn't surprised he was there did not see a beating with the belt coming did not see that turn at all (laughs) (laughs) yeah i don't think many people necessarily saw that but uh you know it it's interesting because it kind of it kind of doesn't fit while the beatings going on, but it still does fit because of all the all the emotions that are going on. And then, as Tony like walks away in that final f- very final couple seconds, and he has that like l- quick little stare down with Irina. Yeah. You know, it She's really like works. kind of yeah. yeah.
1: So. Yeah. No. It, uh...
0: But ha- it's just it's definitely one of those fan favorites. Whether or not you know, I don't know how many people love the song in itself, but they love. It in The Sopranos. They love the episode, and you know all the things going along into it. Tony, Tony crying. There was a whole page song of heartbreak, a uh, whole page of Tony crying songs. Whole Twitter page that was very popular for a while. (laughs)
1: Right, yeah, uh, yeah. People doing different. I think I did a couple edits myself of uh, him doing it to a horse with no name. I think that uh, worked out pretty nice. But there uh, it is. (laughs) All righty, moving on to the next episode the very next episode mergers and acquisition season 4 episode 8 when the battle is over ends out that episode and it is by Delaney and Bonnie a little uh, couple that uh, did a few uh, songs in the late 60s they did they were Delaney and Bonnie and friends they were their friends were a bunch of other Acts that would come and join them, play with them, that included like Eric Clapton, the Allman Brothers, a lot of big acts at the time. And actually, because of them, the uh, creation of another song I'm going to mention right after uh, a little music history just to give you here, but uh, a little uh, Pato Mai behind the music, <laughs> if, you, if you will. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, so um, back to Delaney and Bonnie when the battle is over ends out mergers and acquisitions when Tony has that little conversation. He's, um knows somebody he took from his bird feeder and he's having a little conversation. He's asking AJ, you know, and Carmelo's like, everything, you know, everything. All right. Like, oh, you, you want to ask me something? He's like, no. And then ends out with when the battle is over, who's going to wear the crown? Kind of nice little, you know, sets up this ongoing tension between Tony and Carmella, which obviously comes to a head later on in the season at the end. But, um, also before, because this is just before the episode that Ralphie gets whacked and there is a little conversation Tony has with Janice just before, I think the scene with, uh, uh, Carmella and AJ at the end, um, Tony talks with Janice about Ralphie and his sexual uh, preferences and whatnot. And there's uh, robo wars going on on the TV. And it's like kind of also sets up this secondary battle between Tony and Ralphie that comes in the next episode. But uh, yeah, I thought that was, yeah, the lyrics in that, when the battle is over, who's going to wear the crown. And there's more lyrics in the song as well that, uh, uh, one time that you hurt me, uh, I'm blanking on the rest of them now. But um, it just kind of like sets up maybe Carmelo's position. Like, you know, I, I, I've kind of been hurt so many times now. This battle is going to happen and who's going to wear the crown. Great song, though. And because of Delaney and Bonnie, they were the reason that uh, another little band got together called Derek and the Dominoes. And they made a very well-known song called Layla. That is Eric Clapton. A few other guys. uh, Bobby Whitlock from... uh, God, what was the band? Blanking out. I think I want to say Booker T and the MGs. Could be blanking out right now, but... uh, We will look into it. At the moment. Oh, yeah. Nailed it. Boom, diddy, diddy. Yeah. Booker T and the MGs. Yeah. Right, so a kind of little super group, if you will, of musicians. They got Dwayne Allman to do a little side guitar on the end on that little piano part that people know very well from a little movie called Goodfellas. Rip Ray Liotta. Rest R. in R. peace. Yeah,
0: yes. Phenomenally used in
1: Goodfellas, of course. So phenomenally used. And One of like, the great <laughs> song movie scenes. yeah just like that sequence you know, connect, yeah. yeah the real. piano the slide Dwayne on side Duane all yeah. guitar fantastic it's the nail on the head but in this scene it's uh i mean i guess you know they're showing a bunch of dead bodies in this scene in this case uh carmela's chug- chucking tony shit out the window they're about to have fucking fight of the century and um okay. a little backstory too to layla is that um Eric Clapton was very infatuated with George Harrison's wife. This is a little pretty well-known music history that people know. They eventually married, but uh, Eric Clapton, in writing this song, was inspired by some 7th century Arabian story about a woman named Layla who this man was infatuated with her but was unable to marry her and kind of drove him nuts. Sounds a little bit like Furio if you ask me. A little oh, bit one. about, a little bit feels like that dynamic that's going on with Carmela and oh, Furio. Yeah, uh, I get a little bit of that vibe if you ask me, but uh, I thought maybe that little connection of having that song at that very moment, Tony driving over his golf clubs in the driveway, and uh, Layla playing, he's whistling along to it. Great little moment. And um, to lead on from there, from the end of the fourth season into the beginning of season five with uh, one of my favorite songs. Uh, it wasn't on like my first few times around and then I guess listening to it again and getting more of, I guess, a vibe. I mean, how it fits into the scene is one thing. The song itself, I just really love that. But it's Heaven Only Knows by Amy Lou Harris, a little country song that starts off season five. Um, I love the structure of the song. It's just got a great... Guitar riff, that kind of uh, little main guitar riff that kind of recurs throughout the song. Um, the lyrics are just really straightforward, but just a great song about heartbreak, and uh, she just sings it well. She just—I uh, don't know—it's just something. To, I, I'm not a, the biggest country fan, but um, this one from uh, was I think the late '80s. I mean, I don't know. It's just a uh, really gets the vibe going i mean for it's kind of got like a steady pace i don't know how to explain it's got kind of the pacing of the song for the intro it's just showing shots of the soprano house in what seems to be maybe autumn time i would say leaves are falling pool covers on um everything kind of looks uh you know kind of closing up and uh you know um these lyrics uh I think kind of uh, set the tone for this uh, maybe love that's dying, you know, or love that's dead and the uh, dead and gone, not coming back, you know. And um, the chorus, so, uh, "Visiting Day," you know, they say, uh, "Where are the fucking choruses?" You know, this there's, there's the engineer, you know, <laughs> Emmy Lou. I think she hit the chorus on this song. Uh, Heaven only knows just why loving you would make me cry, make me feel like I could die. That's the way it goes. Heaven only ever sees how love's made a fool of me. I guess that's how it's meant to be. Heaven only knows. Starts off the episode and ends the episode with Tony coming to protect the soprano house from the big old bear with the AK-47, I believe. Lights up a cigar. Song kicks back into those credits I just love how the song is just placed into both the beginning and end of the episode and the song itself. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's a great one. That's, uh, yeah, that's why I got there. And uh, one more the from The uh, ending is, from really me. is yeah. in my opinion, is, uh, especially great with him outside with the cigar. The oh, yeah, yeah, that's pretty iconic. Uh, a lot of people love that shot. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they maybe care as much for the song, but I fucking love it. And yeah. I hope more of you out there do. Um, another one from uh, season five, episode four. This one is like another Tush uh, Zz Top moment in the Bing. After Ira freed the prick doctor, yeah.
0: Uh, speaking of
2: which,
1: oh, <laughs> going to a urologist. check it. And
0: <laughs> oh check out my kidney
1: stone situation. God so bless this well. guy.
2: <laughs> 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 speaking of doctor, speaking totally. of a prick,
1: is this guy a fucking? Was this fucking prick? <laughs> <laughs> He's pretty crazy, a doctor. Uh, But um, prick doctor. (laughs) Um, he runs into the Bing because at his daughter's wedding, Lamana just fucking jacked a bunch of high-class cars, and he runs into the Bing to tell Tony about it. And he says, "Oh, what do you got them all outside? Have them come in?" It's fucking crazy. And he goes, no, Tony, oh, my God, the Cars, there's a uh, some hijacking, and the song playing is Moving in Stereo by The Cars. Hell. Very fitting. That's actually, I got to shout out my mom to that one because she actually pointed that one out to me. Oh, Mama Dan. Big Sopranos fan. You know it. Uh, like son, like mother, you know, Sopranos fans. Bad-a-boo. You know how it goes. Bada but, uh, yeah, that one, just perfect. Yeah, straightforward. The cars, the cars get stolen. Bada-bing, bada-boom.
0: Moving on. Yeah. Oh, defi- Moving definitely, in stereo. Definitely some great <laughs> ones. Uh, one that is definitely, these are all on the favor list, but high up in the top five or three, maybe. Uh, that is Bad and Ruin from the Faces. I like Or from one. Faces, rather, in yeah, Marco Polo, uh, Season 5, I Episode faces. 8. Faces. This is the very end of the episode, the final few seconds leading into the intro uh, out. Uh, you know the out credits. As I said, I was a sucker for those moments. I, I enjoyed so mm-hmm. many of those songs, but this one, I, I think, too, yeah. this one, I think, is a great song, and I think uh, it builds on the moment. And I think there's also a couple little lyrical plays. Does it play plays. earlier
1: in the episode? I believe it Does plays it? earlier in the episode. I I, might have mi- I may have may I may have missed that. Maybe in it. I want to say it plays like in the Bing or something. If I'm not mistaken, possibly.
0: I could I could see that. Uh, I, I I missed that yeah. if that was the case. I so do think so. That's yeah. on me. If so,
1: that's, that's, you got one mention. <laughs> yeah. <It's
0: all> <laughs> that's on me. That's all. Good. But yeah, so we get um as uh as Tony B is walking up to the car to uh to eventually kill Joey Peeps and the girl that he is with um the lyrics uh so mother when you see me don't forget I'm your boy too. I know my brother has uh, has done you proud. He's one foot in the grave, mother. Don't you recognize me now? And this is, you know, right when Tony B's fuck it, I'm going back. He he already had the conversation with Tony, but Tony was kind of giving him the, you know, keeping him low. You know, he's a free agent. He acting like a free agent acting out here. <laughs> but uh, yeah, this is this is you don't want to recognize me, Tony, or you don't you know you don't want to you don't want to give me the 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 high end work, the important work, the stuff that I can handle. You know, all right, well. How about now? Are you going to pay attention to me now? Type, mm-hmm. type of thing. Um, and also kind of, even a little bit to himself, Tony B, because he's going back yeah, to, to his, his own, roots. To his own mother. Right. Know. You mother,
1: know. you won't recognize me now. I mean. Right. Yeah. I mean, not that she seems like she can do much. Or, not, I mean, not that she doesn't want to do anything. I mean, you know, obviously she would if she could, but what's she gonna do you know he is right he, he's gonna do what he's gonna do right exactly
0: you know? don't you know don't you recognize me now like i'm sorry ma. i am who i am like what do you what do you want from me like the, it is what it is so uh, but i and then it continues to play you know as he walks back to the car with his foot hobbling uh it plays uh, into the credits and yeah i it's
1: i listen to that song over and over again it's a great one and These uh one there's a l- lyrical the, uh something with the one foot in the grave right yeah right Some it's uh i know my brother <laughs> has
0: has done you proud he's one foot in the Boy grave f- no, yeah, yeah, yeah 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 mother don't you recognize that's uh me. yeah
1: rod stewart singing on that uh it's like a little super group i think there's uh one of the stones was in that group as well and uh i think one of the members went on to create the band humble pie a little more music history there for you but uh bit of pad. yeah rod stewart uh, that raspy voice mother you won't recognize me now yeah
0: it's 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 perfect with uh with some of the the riffs they got going some of the uh some of the beats some of the drums some of all of it it is yeah. a fantastic one yeah and it hits definitely hits the moment uh pretty pretty hard there Totes. A totally completely different uh different vibe different song and that is again uh mr smith mr Mr. sean Sean smith uh leaving california and uh long long long-term parking season 5 episode 12 this is of course a very emotional moment for a lot of people this is at the very beginning when uh adriana is in the car but she's dreaming that she's driving by herself and she's driving away and uh again kind of like what i just mentioned with the previous song i think it fits for the moment because it has kind of like a a wistful kind of type of o- o- almost um as a hopeful feeling right yeah which gives gives that feeling which sure. you really want in that moment like when you're seeing that for the first time you're like R- go just just keep going just keep going it's almost like oh no it wasn't real yeah but there's also um you know some some pretty interesting lyrical twists or uh, ties there you have uh if you ever want to get away from California, maybe in another life you like to stay. And the devil may call you when he thinks it's time. Uh, Tony had just given her a call. Tony, as the devil, wouldn't be the first time. Uh, definitely a little interesting in that regard. Um, also, I think it's like
1: also a little opposite playing the lyrics. Being as Sean Smith was a West Coast guy, he's saying, leaving California. Whereas aid would be heading to California in this right, case, but right. uh, obviously thinking of it in the opposite way, you know. And then... Uh, makes, makes sense. Yeah.
0: that Yeah, I mean, you can look at it from both ways, and uh, maybe they're, they're kind of playing on both, and then later, you know, just get in the car. Just get in the car now, take off and drive. Don't wait too long because you're almost there. Don't wait too long because you're almost there. Don't wait too long till you you see it, it undone. undone. Yeah, I mean... She had a See, lot of moments yeah. to kind of get away even before the FBI got to her going going back early on she had a lot of moments where she could have just gotten away from Christopher gotten away from all this at some point you know if she runs away while well, the FBI was on her yeah she probably has some problems on her hand. they probably track her down but who who knows exactly what happens they're not after her if she you know if she really runs away if if they think that she's really t- cut ties and she's not really of use to her anymore maybe they leave her alone of course you know she's committed crimes they can get her in jail but they don't want to get her in jail that's not the point she could have been in jail right so that's that's not really the point so she definitely had opportunities to kind of get away and uh she kind of did wait a little bit too long and she you know lost that opportunity and this is the end of it she was almost
1: there Yeah, she was almost there but yeah um and then actually that uh well it cuts uh to her actually in the car then with silvio and then when they get off the exit ramp and all of a sudden they're kind of uh, going off the beaten path it cuts to barracuda by heart and um i may have mentioned this in the other episode we did about animals because i think i mentioned uh, the mention of barracuda and silvio being this predator type animal barracuda being a, a fish Predatory fish that, uh, rips shit apart, I believe. But, uh, yeah. rip shit apart. Badass little fish. But, uh, yeah, Barracuda, this song playing, it's a pretty popular classic rock song. I think it's a pretty well-known one, but, uh, I think for that moment, Silvio kind of being that Barracuda and, uh, turning on Adriana in that moment. Ooh, Barracuda. But, uh, (laughs) Yeah great song just want to throw that brief mention in there
0: yes and then uh to wrap up uh season five glad tidings from van morrison another song we see multiple times another van morrison yeah yeah he, he's years. i'm a big fan and they use him a bunch and they use him very well and uh, as they should because he's got
1: plenty to work mi- with uh mystic eyes Was uh mm-hmm. he, we, he was in them and glory i believe they play yeah
0: and uh the comfortably numb version which kind of the, i don't version. know if they chose the departed track for a reason departed soundtrack for a reason because that's the version that's on the departed soundtrack board, right maybe right they just wanted that version so they because did. it's van Morrison. right, right yeah it's it's a
1: good, that's a good point you, you never know they do play a lot of pink floyd they do play a lot of van Morrison. so it's kind of cool to just have that little right little and s- yeah little yeah
0: little crossover yeah. there
1: which you'll you'll get to right
0: so. yes because yeah. we definitely have a little bit on that one i have a handful left we're, co- we're coming down coming we're down, coming the, down the line but uh yeah glad tidings we hear it tony b getting out of the car when he is uh you know uh, on the run on the hide and uh we hear um, the exact line glad tidings from new york and when we hear new york we see tony b kind of lift the gun so, you know, that's what he's thinking. He's thinking New York is out to get him. Right. And yeah. then of course we ends up happening Tony does does the deed for New York because <laughs> he's trying to preserve a little bit of something there. And um but then later on in the episode it, it hits really well as we kind of wrap up the episode. We get a little bit more of an extended version of it after after Tony does a little some of the running through uh the forest <laughs> through the yards and whatever and he has the conversation with uh with mink if i were you i'd rub a camel's hump (laughs) yep yep and uh he's he's finally starts making his way back back into the house and we have that moment where is it the bear is it tony who's like making his way through the back gate or the through the fence yeah yeah Yeah. and um again we get we get kind of the same point in the song with with, uh the glad tidings from new york York, and uh glad
1: tidings from new york yeah
0: that's um i mean it kind of it's it's kind of pretty obvious with the whole uh, new york thing because new york is is obviously really tied to this whole thing so that's kind of the big meaning of it but i think like i just said it, it hits really well i mean glad tidings means good news so it's kind of you know an ironic kind of twist on it i guess A few of those other not, open you know. up
1: your eyes so you may see i don't know maybe some of those like uh could fit in there with uh tony opening his eyes to uh you know what he has to do right tony be opening his eyes to uh what he uh, has done in the consequence of that and but yeah uh, but sure on, on, on
0: its own it's uh it's definitely a great song oh for sure so can that to f- season six this is one um, we don't hear a lot of. It gets it's at the very end, like at the final minute or so. But we kind of it's kind of interesting for a couple of Fuckin reasons. Fucking mayhem! Yeah, <laughs> fucking mayhem! We get "Over the Rainbow" by the Mystics. It's a version I actually really enjoy. If you haven't tell, if you haven't been able to tell, I really do enjoy <laughs> 60s and 70s music. Little dabbles of 50s, even there. I go back. Dan does also, but it's all good. Uh, I I really enjoy it. But it's all good stuff. A little doop bop shabop bang bang. But doo-wop. This starts to play when Chrissy is talking to Tony about doing Cleaver, and you know he has the conversation. You kind of owe me, blah blah blah. I don't know if there's any kind of play on like talking to Oz, like Tony is Oz in this moment. Well, like, uh, Melfi does
1: mention that uh, right with the other Oz song right. mentioned in uh, her dream that mm-hmm. she has of Tony crashing. Yeah, that, yeah. Uh, who who would who would be. Right, she or she's talking to Ellie, right. and yeah, uh, he would be Oz himself, you, you know. And I yeah. mean, the, so Oz is you know he he grants them he
0: grants wishes. Oz is that the whole thing? Right, right. Yeah, and Tony, going. you know Tony, or uh, Christopher rather is kind of coming to Tony. To kind of get his his uh, permission, even though he's not really asking for it, he's basically telling him. <laughs> so it's like kind of he's kind of funny in that respect. And he's waiting until Tony's like vegged out to have the conversation.
1: you fucking Cobra Christopher, <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs>
0: but that is what's going on there. And then, um, we continue to hear. Carm comes in the room uh she kind of starts to she starts talking about she gives shows the envelope of money tells him i don't know how you deal with it and she kind of rubs with like a little vaseline presumably on a q-tip his lips because uh, they're dried out breathing mm-hmm. through the mouth right and um she says to him uh that must feel good the simple things and uh one of the last times watching i was just like is that what they're going on the simple things you know o- over the rainbow wizard of oz that's kind of the, the the message kind of behind it the no place back like home thing you know kind of a little bit of a tie there because the song the song i mean the guy's guy's in a just out of a coma i mean it's a happy moment obviously Mm -hmm. that he's not dead but over the rainbow you know when he's like he's laying there again like like a vegetable i i'm not sure exactly but those two are the two things that i thought maybe were the kind of ties going on there oz with tony and christopher and then that whole simplistic Mm -hmm. no place like home stuff but you definitely a great that. version uh, of the song a great connection
1: there for sure um <laughs> next one i mean this kind of totally changes up the vibe of that of a nice caring <laughs> moment but uh <laughs> uh tony uh so he's pretty faithful to Carmela, i gotta say from uh, getting out of his coma um up until i mean he does try to get with the juliana skiff mm-hmm. right but it doesn't really that doesn't really work out. That was like he shows some restraint. That was like episode eight or nine, I want to say. But either way, he's stays pretty faithful from what I can recall up until uh, season six, episode eleven, Cold Stones, when Carmella's in Paris and Tony has a little fun with about bada Bing girl, and he's in the car getting uh, his joint capped. To uh, back in back in black by ACDC. Now I just was thinking more about this one before. Like, what could there really be more meaning to this back in black being used at this moment? But I thought because Tony was kind of, I guess, faithful again to Carmela up until this moment, that this is Tony back in black, back to his old, old games. You know, not necessarily Mm. the. Maybe same way uh A C D C was intending. They I think that was um that was their coming back f- with uh, a new singer because the old singer Bon Scott had passed, unfortunately. Uh great singer, great band, uh great scene. But uh yeah, I think that's uh I think that's it. Yeah, Tony back in black. He's back, He's baby. Back. He's back baby. Single Tony's back. Non single, single Tony. The Summer of Tony.
2: Oh,
0: <laughs> madam. And the final one for me, Dan has one more to round it out, but this is the last one for Mia. And that is Comfortably Numb. And this is by, like we just referred to, um, Roger Waters, Van Morrison, the band uh, from the Departed Soundtrack. So this is a live version of the song. And it is actually. Well, the lyrics are are sung by Tony in Walk Like a Man, uh, season 6B.
1: I had a fever.
0: E5. And then the actual song. Just
1: like two balloons. Exactly.
0: Is played in Kennedy and Heidi, the very next episode, which everybody, uh, more people, or is familiar with. Some people miss. It's kind of easy to miss Tony's line because he kind of mumbles it and. Kind of, it's it's kind of a throwaway line, but is it really because Christopher? I mean, because uh, AJ is depressed in this moment, and is it kind of a different play on comfortably numb as to how it's referred to with kind of Christopher maybe later on? Uh, there's a you know, depression and numbness can sometimes you know be interchangeably used, um, or numbness could kind of be used to explain depression at times, uh, so. I, I thought I thought that was definitely interesting. There there's, there's got to be something there, having him sing it right before the episode where we hear it during oh, the yeah, crash, yeah. and uh, uh, yeah, yeah, for it, sure, intentional. Yeah, there's it's got has got to got, be. It, be. It's got to be. Uh, you know? And uh, in of course, for obvious reasons, the crash, it, it's much more you know profound. But even still, you know, in in that episode, there's some very interesting lyrical play going on uh tony kind of turns and he looks at chris driving right before the accident and uh the lyrics are i turned to look but i was gone i can't put my finger on it now the child is gone the dream is gone
1: child has grown the dream the is child is grown yeah. <laughs> yes excuse me the child is not gone that would you be, that'd be, got be got a lot more that'd be way more <laughs> well, the, the chi- chi- child is tr- grown the well, dream is gone the child is about to be gone that like chrissy
0: uh, yeah. right. but also christopher was supposed to he was supposed to lead this family So this is kind, you know, this is, and that's a lot of what, in my opinion, I think there's some varying opinion of, of what's more going on in Tony's mind when he actually decides to kill Christopher. But I think a lot of it is a combination of both the disappointment that the drugs are a problem for Christopher, that he can't do what he's supposed to do, and that it makes him. A potential weakness, it's a potential weakness for the feds to catch him and whatnot, and then of course, their relationship is eroding for multiple reasons. But yeah, I I definitely think that's kind of how Tony's looking at him like, you were supposed to be the next one, you were the chosen one, Anakin.
1: This dream's gone, right? The
0: dream is gone now, and it's really about to be gone. I mean, it's gone because Tony is realizing, even if he's not gonna be whacked, even if I don't get rid of this guy he can't he, we already he already had the conversation regardless he already right he already had the conversation with bobby in 6a about yeah i, I you know there was yeah, somebody who was supposed to be and you know, right. it's not working out and mm-hmm. he's not stepping up and so yeah it's it's definitely it w- just, it's so masterful the way the sopranos creators the directors the editors the et- music supervisors everybody who was involved in choosing it the way they found so many songs that fit musically lyrically like uh, fucking puzzle pieces. yeah it's like just incredible inc- yeah. yeah. you, you you keep finding piece after piece and you start saying to yourself like nah am i just reaching here and then you think yeah. about it more and you're like if I'm Makes reaching, too much like, sense. this is, yeah, this is the biggest
1: coincidence ever. <laughs> but, yeah, just, like, the selection of so many songs. Like you said, certain ones, you know, it could just be just vibing in the moment and just really hits uh, hits the mark, you know, visually and audibly, I guess, you know. Um, but, yeah, just uh, so many. And to end it off, I got one more for you, and I think it's a fitting one, is uh, When the Music's Over. By The Doors, which plays in Blue Comet, the Blue Comet, the, the Blue Comet. And it plays when Silvio Pauly and Bobby go to the back room of the Bing and they're talking about the hit on Phil. Now, I guess, uh, you know, could, uh, pertain this to so many people at that point because, You get Syl, who gets, I guess, maybe whacked or put into a coma at the least. Uh, You have Bobby, who does get whacked. So two guys out of that room, and the third guy that they're talking about, Phil, uh, gets whacked as well. So the lyrics for this great Doors song, which is a whopping, like, ten-minute-long song. I'm, like, a huge Doors fan. I love—this is definitely up there in my favorite Doors songs. Um— but uh, yeah, they have so many songs that have been used through pop uh, culture and so many different uh, movies. Apocalypse Now used The End. Uh, my God, so, so many different movies. I feel like so many Vietnam movies use those late 60s, you know, hippie rock songs. But, which uh, The Doors did a lot of those. But uh, yeah, when the music's over, the lyrics go, when the music's over, turn out the lights. And I think that's pretty fitting for the end of the show, which we all know how that ends. Lights out. Yeah. <laughs> so. Good uh,
2: night, nurse. Yeah.
1: But uh, yeah. Definitely. That, uh, I thought that was pretty, pretty uh, great little song to throw in there at that uh, spiraling end of this great show that we love.
0: Yes. And uh, like we said, we're definitely going to have at least one, if not more than one, you know, <clears throat> uh, further episodes, including the music, oh, a songs, stuff on the theme, yeah. there's plenty more songs that we didn't get to. Going and, through, I
1: started thinking of uh, other ones. Uh, yeah, yeah we,
0: we we both kind of set some aside, thinking the other person might choose one, and then we didn't end up choosing it, so uh, we still have plenty more to get to, we have... <clears throat> a nice uh we're kind of running up against the the time frame that we wanted to stick to so we're going to save maybe some of you know the replies that we got to a a great post a while back asking <clears throat> some of the followers to give us some of their favorite songs and moments including songs in the sopranos so we'll read off some of those the next time we have one of these episodes
1: yeah. but we'll probably we, uh, rehash some of those posts maybe get a few more responses mm-hmm. so yeah, people think about it and maybe after this uh pod they'll uh Give some more replies, some more feedback on this, and uh, yeah, let yes. us know what you think.
0: Well, we hope you appreciated it. We know the music uh, definitely hits hits the soul of a lot of people. So this was quite the task, I will say, <laughs> in terms of uh, research. And yeah, well, there's more research, but getting the real fine details and and get getting some background information. But it was well worth it. So we hope that you all enjoyed. Yes, and uh, we will be back with you all. So stay Thank you. safe from fires. Fires kill. Unless you're safe. You can be around a fire if you're safe. Safety first.
2: Safety first.
0: All right. There you go.